1: Hello and welcome to live match reaction here on the Rangers Rabble after Rangers qualify top of the group in tonight's Europa League. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I didn't realise until the last second that Mr. William Morbin had changed my name there. But anyway,s tonight I am joined by William Morbin, Wolf Marshall, and Scott Kennedy, gentlemen. How are we? Good, thank, thank you. I'm... Very good, very good. Right, I'll uh, we'll just jump straight into the game actually before good, we come to before we come to the, the, the draw on Monday, Scott, and I think that's one of the most professional performances I've seen for a Rangers team in Europe for a long, long time. Not wrong to
2: say that. I 100% agree. Uh, very impressive, very composed. Even even with all the Rangers coming in, it, it, was, it was just... Very, very comfortable. I think I think that's the thing when you you see Rangers play time time after
1: time, you know what you're going to get, and we delivered it again, fantastic. And it also has to be said, volume. You know, six changes. We had a young boy at right back with Dungu, who hasn't had uh, many minutes and made it up front, who obviously has only started one game, I think. So to be so comfortable in Europe whilst making all the changes just gives the squad, the manager and the fans far more confidence going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I thought we looked really comfortable. Other than that one chance that
0: Lek had in the first half, we pretty much controlled the entire match. Obviously, when you see that amount of changes, you're always a wee bit kind of wary as to how things will go, but it was really complete control. I was impressed with it. I thought he was excellent. His link up play, his movement, his goal's brilliant, you know, he's he's weak in a sidestep of the defender on the finish. And a couple of minutes later his link up with Haji was really good. I guess think when you when you look at the squad now, when the manager makes a couple of changes or even as many as he did tonight, you probably shouldn't really be that worried anymore or concerned about it because everybody's just playing at such a good level. That there's no concerns whenever somebody drops in and somebody else, you
1: know, continues to take his place. Exactly, and Wolf for you with us, or is your stream playing havoc? Um, I think I'm with you. It's stopping. I it. had no, and Wolf is is gone. Right, so Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the joys of live streaming. Um, right, so Scott, your, your thoughts on the performance as a whole over the 90 minutes? Because if we're being honest, there wasn't a great deal that actually happened in the game. Um, as I said, it was very controlled. Uh, I just thought
2: with that many changes coming in, I was anticipating uh, quite a bit of disruption, quite a bit of uh. A lack of cohesion, I'd probably say, uh, particularly with some of the players that were brought in. So Haji, Aribo, uh, Zungu are players that probably haven't had that much game time in a really key area of the pitch because they all operate centrally. So I was expecting disruption, but they just slotted in. And, you know, as Willie says at the, at the start, we conceded a, a chance that Disappointed to concede, lucky not to concede a goal. Uh, but then, when you play the play over ninety minutes, you are going to concede a couple of chances anyway. Other than that, we controlled the game, and if you compare it to the performance when we first played Leck at Ibrox, I th- I thought, you know, we we completely nullified them. So we so we learned. Uh, bearing in mind that was that was a fairly strong Leck side as well. Yeah moving up the pitch, I think defensively the commentary team loved to tell us that they had made a few defensive changes. But, yeah, as I said, it was it was comfortable. I've got really high standards as well. I know you do. <laughs> the more I watch this Rangers team, the more they raise my standards. So even sloppy misplaced passes, I've got to allow them, I've, I've got to step back at times and think, right, okay, well, we are playing away in Poland. We're we're playing Thursday to Sunday constantly. We are facing these challenges, and once I start thinking about that, I, I just I just yeah, I'm thinking how well we're doing. We're, we're 26 games unbeaten. Incredible, absolutely
1: incredible. Yeah. yeah, absolutely fantastic. And William, you mentioned it there a minute ago. The first goal by by Etten, lovely sidestep. fantastic finish. But should the goalkeeper have done better with that?
0: I don't think so. I think the ball's passed him before he can even react. You know, the power on the strike was just too much for the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny, like, obviously, I was listening to my at half time saying he was screaming at him to hit it low because that's what a lot of cycles would do, would be hit it low and get straight across the goalkeeper. But I think, mm-hmm. even though he's not played that many games, it shows you the confidence he's got that as soon as he gets on that side, bang, and it's past the goalkeeper before he can even react. And I think for the manager, it's great. You know, he's got the reaction he wanted for it. it means, obviously, come the weekend, there's another opportunity for the manager, you know, to look at who's going to play. Um, I've been really impressed with Itton. I think we've spoken about this previously. I, thought, I think Itton's a really good player. I think he's definitely got the attributes to be a good, solid striker for us. He sees his ability to score goals. His two against Mulville were excellent. And then that one tonight very good as well.
1: So, clearly, he's going to get goals for us, you know, whenever he's in the team. And the, the second goal, Scott, cross for Baris, each header by Goldson, and then a wee header for Hadji. Whose goal is it?
2: Ah, oh, Hadji's. powerful <laughs> header. <laughs> in in all, in all seriousness, you've got to be there to score the goals because that yeah. that ball it wasn't going in. If he doesn't follow it up, I know there's another. I can't remember who is behind Hadji, waiting to tap it in as well. Um, but you you've got to be there and you've got to finish these off. I mean, great cross. It was actually funny. I was. I was probably moaning about Barisic a bit before he's actually putting that free kick right onto Golson's head. I felt I felt today that he, perhaps he was uh, just putting the ball into the box rather than doing his usual pinpointing, putting it on someone's forehead, and then he goes and does that. Um, but you know, I, I, I think every week I, I praise Barisic and his delivery. So again, my high, my high standards, but um, another great. Great leap from Goldson. We saw it. saw it last week, didn't we? Against at home and to uh, Standard, and he's done it again. So we've, we've, we've just got these combinations all over the pitch. Anything can. Any, we, we're in this position where the the game can be dull, boring, and then something like that can happen because we've got this quality. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't take your eyes off us at the moment. It's, it's, it's good.
1: And un- unfortunately, uh, Wolf, if you're if you're watching, there's too much feedback coming off your... Yeah. Your your mic, um. So we can't let you let you back in. But we've had a comment in William from William. Believe it or not, thoroughly deserved win, Controlled the game from start to finish. Do you agree with that? That we did control the game from start to finish. I thought it was more maybe half an hour into the first half and then pretty much most of the second half.
0: Um, I think we controlled a large majority of the game. I think you know the first ten or fifteen minutes of most European games, you're kind of trying to kind of test each other out to see how each other are going to set up, you're obviously looking at the opposition and you kind know, of different aspects of how they're playing their game, etc. But I never really felt that we were under really that much pressure at any real time. I think, as we said there, Ron, other than that one chance that they had, which is very unlike us to give somebody a free header, you know, we don't really give them away all that often. So I'm sure, you know, even when we've won the game tonight, they'll look at that and say, you know, how did that ball get into the box? you know, how he managed to find his cell in that space, etc., etc. But that's why we keep as many clean sheets because they go away and they see the mistakes that's been made and then they make sure they don't do them again. And I think tonight, all right, I think it would have been different if there's fans in the stadium because I think going to Poland, you know, the stadiums are normally rocking. So potentially that was a good thing for us as well tonight. But I think, you know, you're also going there with a bit of less pressure. You know, we've already qualified. Of course we want to win the group because financially... It's a lot of money. I think it's another million pounds as well as a half a million for the one. So like one and a half billion pounds just for that one game is massive for the football club. You know, in the next round of 32, you know, hopefully there'll be some fans inside the stadium come that point. You know, hopefully we can start to see, you know, the return of fans for the last 32
1: Right. Before we come to some individual performances, we've had a comment in from Elizabeth Howland, and she's asking, "Man of the match?" Question mark. For me, there's only one man of the match. But Scott, I'll come to you before I speak, just in case I'm horribly wrong, because I have been known to be horribly wrong in the past. Uh, no, I think
2: we could. I think we'll probably all agree. It's said to Ted. I yeah. just thought as his his hold up play, his strength, and. It's the old cliche. He's got a he's got a good touch for a big man, but I think he's actually more than that. I think he's actually really skillful. Mm-hmm. Some of his close control, get keeping the ball in his feet, getting the ball out of his feet. And I tell you what, he does have, and it's you know he's not blessed with blistering pace, but what he does have is over a yard or two yards, he's extremely quick. Probably long long legs help, uh, but it's extremely quick. I'll probably say a special mention as well to Glen Camaro, who's Outstanding again, uh, and Nathan Patterson, great, great first start in Europe for him.
1: Well, as you as you see that, Williams' face lights up. But just before we come <laughs> to, um, to to Nathan Patterson, well, we've seen a totally different side of Cedric Hinton's game. It wasn't just the goal; it was the hold-up play, the link-up play. I thought his all-round play tonight was absolutely fantastic. And surely now going forward, he has to get a lot more game time than what he's been getting. But again, that's difficult when you've got Ruth, Morelos and Defoe as well, especially with Defoe not being in the European squad and will no doubt play more domestic games.
0: Yeah, look, but I mean it's a good problem. You know, the manager's sitting on the bench looking, thinking, it's a hell of a performance for Cedric tonight. You know, he doesn't even need to bring Ruth on. You know, he could stay back in Glasgow, he could have sat with his feet up in the house, you know. I mean, that's I mean that's a bonus now for the manager. So you like, can look at Sunday and think, right, I might play Alfredo on Sunday with roof, but then on Wednesday night in the cup, will bring in Cedric Kitten and we'll bring Hadji back in, because Hadji, after he got that goal, got a wee bit of confidence. Because you see him, mean, as soon as he gets the he then checks inside the full-back, mm-hmm. and whips that really good shot. And that's what Hadji is, he's a confidence player. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's not playing and things aren't going for him. Yeah, he's going to be a bit off for him. But look, he's still a young guy who's still developing, who's still learning the game. But if you look back even a year ago, two years ago, to some of the guys that are now playing really well in our team, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Being patient with players, it's, it's growing with the team. It's growing with how we are you know, moving forward as a group. I mean, tonight, the fact that we can make so many changes and look so comfortable shows you how strong the squad is. But even going back to Cedric, I would have no worries about starting Cedric in any of the up and coming games. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest about it, Lekker probably a higher standard of team than most teams in Scotland. So that result tonight and that performance tonight for Cedric is fantastic for the manager. It's obviously fantastic for Cedric. And obviously, you know, it's a support. It's great to see Cedric getting that goal.
1: And you know what? I was going to ask about Hadji, but but Scott, I, I worry for Hadji where from a fan's perspective that we're not going to stop asking about him until he plays a blinding in 90 minutes. And that's just not the kind of player that Haji is.
2: No, no. I mean, I'm not going to hide my love for Haji because I just think he's a tremendous footballer. Yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> to a certain extent, every single footballer is a confidence player. Um, but you do get some that are probably more sensitive than others. And I think Haji is one of those. Um, absolutely, uh, he just needs a run of games, but he's not going to get a run of games in this team because of the high standards that the team are currently setting. And that is no fault of his. Uh, I think the fans, because they have... And when he came in last season, the impact that he had probably will have more patience than other players. You know, the likes of Brandon Barker, he gets absolutely slaughtered. And I thought he came on and did all right today. I mean, he only got a 10-minute cameo. Mm. Um, So, you know, I don't don't worry about Haji. I don't... I think, I think, I think he'll just he'll get an opportunity through an injury, mm-hmm. or you know, or a suspension, or something like that. A natural uh, rotation, if you like, that happens throughout a season. Don't 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 forget we could be playing up to seventy games this season. So there's there's a long, long way to go, and a, and plenty of opportunities. And I'm sure he will shine.
1: Now this is the first time tonight that we've been live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter um so we can see comments from everybody so if you send in all your comments we'll be able to see and elizabeth actually i should ask you asked us whoever man in the match is so who's your man in the match and scott listen i'm going to come back to you because we've seen obviously tonight a bit more of uh, Bongani zungu what did you make of his performance and was he unlucky to pick up a yellow card in the first six minutes <laughs> are you are you are you asking me because of what I said after the last match <laughs> yep <laughs>
2: uh, so uh zungu again right i as I said, I was being really really critical in my head watching the game, thinking we could do x y z better. We could we are an absolute nightmare to play against because we're so organized. The the team, the spine of the team, the central spine of the team knows its job and does its job very, very well. And that's without the ball. And Zungu couldn't contributed a hell of a lot to that in keeping the shape. The yellow card, I can't believe he was booked for that. I mean, that referee, I think he made a thankfully only made a couple of questionable decisions. But that was, that was uh, extremely harsh. Uh, and after that point, you know, a player who hasn't played much could potentially go into his shell. He didn't. He carried on. He kept sticking the boot in. Um, and, you know, he, he played very well. With, with the ball, again, I thought, I mean, compared to Ross County, he was far more positive. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think he probably could have played a quicker pass, but he played it a bit safe. Again, that's me being critical because I've got to remember. But, but,
1: but, but Scott, Scott just, just on that point, Scott, Jimmy, do, do you think maybe that's what Gerard asked him to do?
2: Exactly. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Possibly. Possibly. But um, if, if you
2: look at if if it was Steve Davis in there, he's, mm. he's playing those passes. I think that's the difference. Um, and that's me being critical and I don't I shouldn't really be critical because we're we've won another clean sheet 2-0 away from home uh let, let's not forget that we could be staring at 6 6 wins out of 6 in this group that's incredible mm-hmm. uh so zungu's come in he's he's barely kicked a ball for a good few months and every every as as the game goes on he's getting better so he's uh he's reassured me and I'm <laughs> happy to it's it's a really important position in the pitch so the the standards need to be high so he's come in and he's done well he's done well
1: and you never you never answered whether you thought it was a yellow card or not because we've got wolf marshall coming in in the comments and again sorry wolf but your the video stream just just wasn't working he said it wasn't a yellow and we've got george kennedy saying it was not a yellow so I don't know why Scott won't answer, William, but for you, was that a yellow? <laughs> said, I said
2: he's never yellow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never heard that.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think it was, but the referee was very much like that the whole night. Um, I kind of felt for Zungu, because after that it then becomes difficult to make too many challenges. And I think I think you're still getting used to him as a player. I think we're still getting used to the kind of player he is. We've been very lucky for the last couple of years with like, Stephen Davis and the team because he's got that ability to have a good range of passing. He sees the ball early. I mean, the ball at the weekend against Ross County that got us going was fantastic. You know, you don't see him any better than that. And I think for Zungu, it's tough. You know, it's his first time playing in this country. A bit like sergi we just got to allow him time to settle. Yeah, look, he might not play that many games in the coming weeks, potentially, because, you know, when the strongest 11s available, does he start? Probably not. But that's why the manager's got options and that's why he'll continue to look game to game and decide what's best. But I thought he did okay. I still think he's got a nice range of passing. He's certainly combative enough in that midfield. But I think like everybody else, you just want to see more and more and more of him. Because the more you see of him, the more you can judge him. And the more fans at the end of the season, if the club decide to buy him, can look and think, yeah, look, that's the right decision.
1: Well, Elizabeth's back in the comments, and she says that Kamara was her man in a match, and Scott. Mm. Well, it's it's kind of hard to argue with that. I mean, Etten was my man in a match, and I thought he was fantastic. But Kamara is just made for European football.
2: Kamara's just made for football. Full stop. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's
2: just he's he's uh, never run out of plaudits for him. Mm. I said when we first signed him and I, and I first saw him, I thought. When this guy gets in the team, he's not, he's not leaving the team. And I know he's probably had a spell at some point last season where he didn't really play. Um, but the guy is supremely talented. And you can't get the ball off him. He's, I, I, I've, I've used this expression before. He plays like he's got wing mirrors. He can see what's around him when he's got the ball. Uh, his positional sense is fantastic. He's used to the ball. And I tell you what, he's starting to add now.
1: Positive, direct running with mm, the ball. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Um, yeah, but see, Scott, just, just to quickly ask you this as well, before I come to volume for Nathan Patterson, before he reaches through the computer and punches me. Um The, the one big thing that annoys me about Kamara, and he tends to do it more often than other players, and I do think he is one of our best players, I have to say, but he's he always has that one dodgy pass in him. And we've seen that tonight as well. You know, it's just that slow pass. It's never getting there. And it always seems to put us in trouble.
2: That's the other guy's fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if Kamara puts
2: the ball somewhere, that's where you're supposed to be. I, I genuinely think he's that good because I, I, he, he plays passes inch perfect. Sometimes he plays a blind pass as well because he's expecting Barisic to be there or expecting Tav to be there. And sometimes they're not. But ordinarily, when he plays that pass, I'm thinking Barisic should have been there or Tav should have been there or whoever should have been there. Um, and, you know, going back to Hadji, I think that's the same problem Hadji's got. Uh, I think Hadji's more concentration, I think he's got all the skill but he just lacks the concentration for 90 minutes in a game, hence the reason why he can be sloppy in the ball, he d- he's not quite aware of what's around him when he gets closed down really quick um, but yeah, he, you're right he does but that's not his fault
1: They're <laughs> <laughs> more called hospital balls when Kamara does them Right, well, right. Um, talk talk to me about Nathan Patterson I didn't actually realise that that was only his second start for Rangers, I thought he had more than that but what did you make a Young Nathan's performance tonight?
0: Yeah, I thought he did well. You know, I think he looked comfortable. I think Nathan's just one of those kids that he's just going to get better and better and better. You know, he's learning for a team that doesn't concede goals. He's learning for probably the best fullback in the country in terms of his aggression going forward. Yeah, like he might never score the same amount of goals as Tav, but let's be fair, there's not many fullbacks that score the amount of goals that Tav does.
1: No fullback scores the amount of goals Tav does.
0: No, look, and I think, you know, for Nathan, this last six months to a year has been huge for him. I thought when he came in tonight, you know, he didn't look flustered at any point during the game. And at the end of the day, you're coming in for a big European game, that still mattered to us tonight. You know, we still wanted to win the game. So it shows you the confidence the managers got in him that he put him in for the start. It would have been easier to have him on the bench and then when you're turning up and you know, the game is over, you can bring him on for the last 20-30 minutes, but the manager's done it the other way around, you know, he started him, gave him 60-65 minutes, and then he brought Tavon, Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge boost, a huge boost for Nathan, and it was also great to see, like, Kieran Dixon on the bench Jamie Barjonas, and Brian Kinnear, and you know, the manager throughout this competition has given, you know a chance to some of the younger guys to be on the bench Leon as well, so I think it's fantastic for the academy, and Nathan should be very proud of his performance tonight
1: Right, well, it's not a youth show, right? That was released yesterday, and it's available on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or wherever you download your podcasts. Shameless plug, um, <laughs> Scott. Scott, just on Patterson, the one thing he certainly doesn't lack is confidence. No, uh,
2: do
1: you know what I like about him? He seems
2: to have, he seems to be emotionless. He seems to have mm. zero emotion, so he's not phased by anything. He's not. He didn't seem nervous. Didn't seem overawed. He just thought, right, okay, well. I'm here, I'm getting on with it. Um, I think perhaps he's he's definitely not as attacking as Tav, is he? Um, and when, you, when you're when you looking for someone to come in and he's not perhaps making that extra 20-yard burst that uh, Tav does, it does change the slight dynamic in the game. But, I mean, 19-year-olds coming in again away in Europe, said that before he was he was solid, I think. Was he... Did he get caught? Maybe... i and, and I tell you, he I tell you caught, what... He
1: was, he was caught a couple of times, Scott, but again, he's only 19 and it was his first yeah, game. I, what, I was I was really impressed with, actually.
2: The left Poznan, obviously, very aware that uh, his 19-year-old was making his European debut or whatever, and they doubled up on him a couple of times and he handled that really well. He handled mm. that really well. So, it, really encouraging...
1: Encouraging. Yeah, he's definitely got a lot of pace about him. Um, William, Will Douglas on uh, Facebook has asked, and this may be slightly harsh, but do you think Goldson and Balogun are our best defensive pairing for European games? Now, obviously, hollander has been out for a while and then he obviously caught COVID, but what do you think Goldson and Balogun, best defensive pairing for European games? Eh,
0: that's a good question, actually. Um
1: At the moment, yes. See his picture there? It looks like he's staring at you, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I actually did (laughs) It's quite scary. But, yeah, look, I think... Yeah, again, looking back to what we said earlier, we're blessed with a very, very strong defensive core. You know, Philip, up up until that game in Benfica, had been outstanding for us. Mm. And he made a couple of errors that night that caused a couple of goals. But, look, as far as I'm concerned, we've got three very good centre-backs... And then you've also got Calvin that's able to come in and play in that position. So I is very fortunate. But at the moment, the manager seems quite comfortable with Leon and corner, And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody could actually come out and argue that fact. But mm-hmm. if El-Andre came in tonight and played next to Goulston and we'd won, you know, I guess I guess feel comfortable no matter who plays at centre-back. Because Connor's a great quality centre-back. Phillips the same. And Leon... He's just come in and fitted into the team so well, and that can't be easy, especially if that we brought him in quite late on because of what happened to Nico. But the fact he's come in at the team, he played the first game of the season at Aberdeen, I mean, let's be honest, how many odds had actually seen Leon play before he pulled on the jersey for that game against Aberdeen? I certainly hadn't. No. no. well that day. And since then, whenever he's been called upon, he's done a really, really good job. So, yeah, look, I agree with Will. I think at the moment it's hard
1: to disagree. Is that a case then, Scott, that we don't have a, a, a... See, when you do that smile, Scott, it really, really scares me. I don't know why, <laughs> but... Um, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that a case that we have our best two best defenders, as in a defensive partnership for Europe or domestic, or is it just simply the case that we've got three exceptional centre-backs? Uh,
2: I think we've got three exceptional centre-backs, and I'd actually probably, probably disagree. I think um, I would have Goldson and Hellander... As a central defensive partnership. And the, I just think they're more robust and solid. Balogun still gives me the jitters and the, and the GBs a little bit because he can be a little bit erratic and he can get pulled out of position a bit, whereas Halland, Halland is far more disciplined. But what I tell you what I like about Balogun, he's got that mm-hmm. advantage side to him, which domestically is vitally important. Uh, because you know we, we come against teams that sit in so you need different ideas and uh different different things to happen and when you have a defender driving the ball into midfield it confuses it confuses opposition and he did that a couple of times tonight actually and it's yeah. quite effective. Um whereas Helander and I know people say he had a hollow against Benfica and he probably did cost two goals um but i'm willing to make exceptions because up until that point it was flawless mm-hmm.
1: absolutely
2: flawless so i think he's no one's entitled to make mistakes but i think i think we can give him a pass but that said is he gonna come back into the team does he have a right to come back into the team absolutely no chance
1: no but that's it everybody's allowed a allowed a bad game but but listen James this has been on a wee bit longer than i expected so we'll just kinda wrap things up a wee bit, and if I just pull this up, if my new fancy setup allows, there we go, William, if you if you look at that, if I just take that away, sorry, if you look at that, and 14 points, top of the group, played 6-1-4, drawn 2, lost none. What an absolutely fantastic achievement by this Rangers team. And it actually just shows that year on year, Gerard has improving us in Europe.
0: Yeah, look, I think if you'd asked anybody at the start of this group, would be a 1-4, drawn two and lost none. I think if you have been totally honest, not many people would have said that was, was going to happen. So to be undefeated in this group is phenomenal. As Scott said earlier, we could easily have been 6-6, six six, easily given how well we played in both games against Benfica. It could be an 18 points, which Mm -hmm. is unheard of for us, you know. So, look, I'm just extremely proud of the players. I know that in previous years we've done well, but this year is like a new level. You know, we've taken it to a new level. To go to Poznan and won 2-0, to go to Liège and won 2-0, to get the free draw on Benfica, which we should have won, we should have beat Benfica at home and we did beat Leck and Liège at home. So, you know, the manager deserves huge praise as well as the players because tactically we're spot on almost every single game and it's hard to argue with the stats when you look at them there.
1: And it's not just, Scott, that finishing top, you know, gives us that 1.5 million, I think it is, that we get for finishing top of the group. It's also year on year restoring our reputation in Europe.
2: Yeah, yeah. If I'm if I'm quite honest, I don't know what level we're at anymore. I, th- mm. I think we're we're upper level from last season, quite comfortably. And you know, if we were to play that Leverkusen tie again, I'd, I'd fancy us. I'd, I really, really would, because with that clinical and that good without the ball, I, we're just a nightmare to play against. And I don't know what level. I don't know how far this team. Team team can actually go. I mean, tongue in cheek, I can say we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll still be in <laughs> Poland come May. But <laughs> I mean, I've I you know I yeah I don't know. I'm
1: speechless. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I should say fourteen point. I kind of get comfortable on this chair. I I don't know where it is. Um, fourteen points, William, are highest ever points tally in a European group stage.
0: Yeah, I think just like add to what I said earlier, it's just it's it's honestly probably my best European kind of watch. You know, I know under Advocat in the Champions League we were very impressive, but it's the way we're going about it. You know, we went to Benfica, okay with the ropey ten or fifteen minutes in Benfica, and then the player gets sent off. But some of the football we played in that game in Portugal was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So the performance in Liege was very, very good. You know, the performance tonight with so many changes was very good. You know, the performance against Benfica at yeah yet again, was very good. You know, we showed a different quality against Standard Leeds at Ibrox, falling behind twice, coming back to win the game. And we fought by a very stubborn leg team at Ibrox. So we've done a wee bit of everything in this group to, you know, to take points. And I guess it's, it's really enjoyable to watch. I'm not nervous watching these games because I've got so much confidence in the players to get the result.
1: And just finally, then a question to both of you. He's obviously, draw depending. Question number one, and I'll come to you first, Scott. Who do you want? In question number two, how far can this Rangers team go in this competition? Uh, or do you have a do you have a preference for who you want, or do you just not care?
2: The easiest tie possible. There's there's no there's no there's no point in a glamour tie at this stage because there's no fans in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's no point in wishing for anything else what we need is from a practical point of view and a financial point of view as easy as time possible and the easiest route to get as far as possible in this tournament you know if it comes down to it and down the line you know oh, oh. you can't really look past wanting the english teams at some point you really i really want to test that was well, to test ourselves against them because you know, it could be a scenario of ne- Leeds back in 92 mm-hmm. where they're, they're thinking, oh, we'll turn these boys over, send them back, and it'll be the opposite. I, I've just got uh, the utmost confidence and faith in this this set of players. Um, how far can we go?
1: No one can beat us. How far can we go? I know. you know? I would absolutely love a crack at Man United, and um, saying that I say that, and they probably they'd probably hammer us four 0 But there you go. Same question to you, we Somewhere sunny, so we can all go and <laughs> have a jolly up. We can
0: bump into Wolf in Europe, have a few beers. Well, Somewhere
1: we would we, we need, we need Wogum. We need Wolf to get us the tickets.
0: Yeah, that's right Man, uh, Wolf knows everybody will be fine. Will be fine. Well, be fine. <laughs> uh, well I think I think being honest, with anybody. I don't really care at this point. I think to get through the group, top in the group, phenomenal to be seeded. You know, granted that draw on Monday, I'll certainly be trying to sneak out my workplace for about five minutes to see if I can see who we get in the draw. Um, and I'm excited about it. You know, I mean, that's the excitement of Europe. I mean, normally any other season, as soon as the draw is made, whether it's the group stage or the knockout phase, you're sitting on the laptop, and you're looking at, you know, how do we get to Portugal? How do we get to Switzerland? How do we get to Italy, Germany, Spain? And that's part of the buzz. So I hope for all the Bale's that are watching and when the draw is made on Monday, that we've got that opportunity to travel and go and support our team in Europe.
1: Absolutely right, my well, gents. This is our longest video we've done yet, so we shall stop it there. Thank you to William. Thank you to Scott. Thank you to everybody watching. We will In future, we will be streaming live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. So make sure you subscribe, you like, you follow so you don't miss a thing. So thank you everybody watching. Again, Scott, William, gents, thanks very much. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network